Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying with Smooth Airlines and welcome aboard Flight 22. On this flight, all smoke alarms have been disabled and drinks are complimentary. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Man, season two of Rolling with Smooth is here already? Damn! And so how was it in jail? Then when you go in there, they go, bend over, and they go, uh, <laughs> your cheeks, lift your nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, so. <laughs> What's good, man? Smooth 22 rocking with you, baby. Yeah, man, season two. As you heard a little snippet, I got to sit down with my pops and one of my brothers, Josh, and chop it up. And we ended up chopping it up for a while, maybe an hour, two hours or so. So I ended up chopping this into two episodes. So this is episode one with my pops. I hope y'all enjoy it. I hope y'all rock with me all the way to the end. I hope y'all laugh with me. Y'all smile with me. Y'all do the thing with me. Let's go, baby. Let's roll. Right, I'm gonna so, keep drinking. <laughs> hell yeah! So, all right, guys. So today's episode is a little special, man. I have I have my dad, uh, Monty, brother, one of my brothers. I have three brothers, but my brother Josh got them today. So uh, y'all had the pleasure of listening to them. And, uh, we're just gonna get a little bit of <laughs> we're gonna get a little bit of a uh, biographical information from them, and then we'll go we'll go from there. So let's go ahead and start with you, Dad. Let's start with your background, where you grew up, and and how it was for you growing up and stuff like that. Your grandmother came. Uh, she was lived. She lived here in San Antonio, but she left when she was younger after high school to go to California. So when when she left California, I was born. I was born in. Uh, 1963. I was born in Dominguez Valley Heights, California, and I guess before I was turned three, or maybe four, came back to San Antonio. Lived on the north side for a while. And was it you and your and your mom and your dad, or was it just you and your mom, or? No, no, it was just me and my mother. Yeah. Okay, so it was a yeah, single, single my parent household. Yeah, I didn't know nothing about my father. He was stayed in California with his family, so. Okay, and then you grew up in San Antonio. Yeah. And how was it? How yeah. was it for you uh, growing up with in, in a single parent household? And did did you have any siblings? And when did they come along? And uh, yeah, I had Carl. Well, he was my brother, but we had two different fathers. I grew up uh, with him when he was younger than me by about two or three years, and we stayed around his father for a little while. Me and my mother and Carl, but you know, sometimes he was a you know, he could, uh, later on, he could have been abusive. So, but we moved around and, but we finally stayed in, in a spot where, you know, after a while he wasn't, you know, I guess my mother get, got, a, got a divorce. So it was just me, my mother and Carl. So. And so how was it for you in school? Did you do good in school? Did you get bullied? Yeah, or... I did. I did. I did. Okay. I did. Okay. Um, I wasn't always the best, uh, student. I tried to do my best, uh, I wasn't really that good in math. Social sciences, like if you were talking about government, art, or something like that, that's the way we had it in the 70s. I did pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and then we had uh, PE. Back in those days, we had PE, so that's what we, we involved ourselves in. So, I mean, were you good? You know, were, you, were you athletic? Were you good in sports? Or? We rode a lot of bikes. I rode a lot of bikes and did roller skating and swimming. But as far as like, 
basketball and football, no, I really wasn't with a crowd of people that um, I got involved with that were in athletics, no. Okay, and so and so in high school or, or whenever you started uh, thinking about what you wanted to do with yourself, when was that and, and what did you, what, what were your aspirations? What did you want to do uh, with your life? Uh, I was just pretty much like just doing my time just to, like, you know, go through high school pretty much. So after high school, then tell us a little bit of your story about transitioning from high school to now you're an adult. Well, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, after that, I didn't figure out what I was going to do. And I said, well, that was back during the Reagan years. Everybody was pretty much joining the military because the military was strong at that time, back in the early to mid 80s and uh joined the army was there like not a lot of thought behind it or like what why did you want to join the army i just didn't know what else i was gonna do i didn't really have a skill that i thought about i mean i just got out of high school and i was just like i didn't i didn't know what i was gonna do so i was like well shit, i better i better join the military or something because i don't know what else i'm gonna do other than <laughs> work at a Waterburger or something or whatever, man. So that was, that was, that's what that was gonna happen, man. Basically. So, so was 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 Grandma, your mom, was she involved mm -hmm. in that decision at all? Or was that just something you came to her and you would say, "Hey, mom." Nah, that wasn't really her decision. That was like that was like my decision, pretty much. So one day yeah. you just came to her. You said, "Hey, mom, uh, I've decided I'm gonna I'm gonna enlist in the army," and that was it. Yep. Yep. So you enlist in the army, and and what'd you do in the army? Uh, I was a I was a, a a light wheel mechanic. I just a mechanic that works on jeeps and juice and halves and trucks and light trucks, not heavy trucks or nothing like that. It's called a '63 Bravo. So that's what I did. So yeah. Was it just a job to you, or did you take pride in it? Well, yeah, I took pride in it for a while, but I just you know I was just in it just because I don't know I was I was in there just to be doing something. I mean I don't know I was. You know, I was doing it, so, yeah. So was there a certain point of your stint in the Army where, where you just start thinking to yourself, like, man, this, is, this isn't, I don't want to be doing this, like, for the rest of my life, or, like, what, how long did you do it for, and, and whenever you stopped? Well, I mean, I, I did it for, like, over two and a half years, but I was just being in the Army where, you know, at that time in the 80s, man, a lot of, the, the Army was just about a lot of people doing a lot of things, whatever they wanted to do. It was a lot of partying and drinking and just a lot of crazy stuff, man. Before they knocked the Berlin Wall down, so it was that's what it was, you know. So I mean, it was a it was a job. At the same time, I didn't understand the pressure that it was like that to have everybody there at that time, but so <clears> it was. So you know, I got into I got into some trouble sometimes in the army over there. Uh, I could have made the army a career, but I. I just didn't have the, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the, the strength to keep on yeah. doing. Well, I was going to say you didn't have the enthusiasm to, to want to do it. Well, yeah. I mean, well, no, I, I wanted to do it, but it just did. I, I just didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't understand about how about going about doing it like that, because like I said, I never had a, a male figure somewhere to tell me, hey, man, you need, you need to, to get your shit I need to go. put a. I mean, yeah, exactly. You need to put a foot up in your ass and go and you got to get it done and do all this, this and that, man. I mean, not to take away from my mother, but I never had a male figure to show me how it is that I have to really go, got to get stuff done when I got to get done, you know, so. So after yeah. your two and a half years, 
you get out of the army, then what yep. happens? I just drifted around from jobs. I've done construction. I've done plumbing. Was there any uh, ladies in your life or talk to us about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, um, you know, well, <laughs> before all that, yeah. Uh, when I got out of high school, I met Anna. And for we the, for everyone just, who doesn't know, and it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but Anna is Josh's mom, correct? Correct. Okay. So, yeah, I know, but this is before we even got out of John Jay, but this is like in the senior year or we were getting ready to, to, to graduate or whatever, man. So, you know, we just, you know, everybody was just drinking and partying and just doing a lot of stuff, man. So, um, you know, actually... <clears throat> So you, you know. meet you meet her in high school. I'm assuming I don't want to presume anything, but maybe y'all were in a relationship, or maybe y'all just kind of talked, and and then you went into the army. And when you come back out, what are y'all still in a relationship, or is this when you start the relationship? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, we were, of course, yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we were, we were, yeah. So the whole time you were in the army, you were in a relationship. Yes. Okay. Okay, and, and so does when does Josh come along? Nineteen eighty five. He was born in um he was born at Fort Bliss Beaumont General Army Hospital in El Paso, Texas. So Oh, so when he was born you were still in the army? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, so yeah. then so then you get out of the army, you have uh this this uh girlfriend or, or wife or was it a girlfriend or No, no, yeah, no, we were we were like we were married. So you have your yeah. wife and your son. Tell us about that. How long do y'all stay together? Well, we got some stuff happened to where before all that happened, we got separated before I left El Paso. And I went back with Joshua back to San Antonio. I had gone to Germany at that time. That that's part of that that part of that happened like that. Now I know I yeah. I know something that's interesting about you that that I want I want you to tell here on the podcast. So tell us mm. tell us about the night. Give us the whole details like like leading up to it and then and what you remember. Give us all the details about the night when you uh and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. The night when you are in your car and you have a bottle of wild turkey 101 next to you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I remember. No, I was coming back from. Well, but I know, I know, what? I know. You're gonna say you're coming back, but tell us even before that. Tell us about when you woke up and then you you went from here to there. Tell, tell us about that day. Well, I mean, it was like on the weekends, like every weekend that I was was like I was at Fort Bliss. I mean, a lot of those guys, we would just go and we'd go to Mexico or we go. We we had our time off on the weekends, right? So, I mean, I would take off on a Friday or Saturday or pretty much on a Friday and and just go and cross the bridge and drink and uh so I mean I went over there and when I came back that particular night I guess I know I was really <laughs> had to be drunk as hell because the last thing I remember like I said I was driving in the car and I had a bottle of wall turkey I lifted it up to my my lips and that was it and after that that was shit I was out, man. Shit, I was it. Got totaled the whole car and everything. So, what's the next thing yeah. you remember? Uh, woke up, uh, Beaumont General. I had like about three guys that were from the medics in my battery or in my company, saying that they had to keep me back over there because of the colonel or whoever of the hospital found out. I mean, 
what I did was because of what happened to me, and Joshua will probably tell you, said he's been in the Army too, what I probably did to myself for what happened to me, it's probably like a court martial offense, man. So I got into an accident. I messed myself up. I could have died. So when you even do that kind of stuff to yourself like that, even if you're in the military, a lot of people helped me and hid me from all that stuff. I don't know why they did it, but they did it. So, so did your did yeah. your accident happen on the U.S. side or were you in Mexico? No, I was. I had to be on the U.S. side. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So you were yeah. lucky in that in that regard. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So so you and Anna had split up, and you were in Germany. Do y'all ever get back together at any point, or was that it? No. Yeah. No. We when we came back when I was back here, we we were together for a while. Okay. And then, so for whatever reason, that doesn't work out. You end up getting divorced. And then tell us, tell us, yeah. tell us, how old were you when you got divorced? 23, 24. So you, you started going, you said you were going from job to job, working construction. Is there, what, what else, yeah. what else significant happens then? Do you meet an, another woman or what, what's up? I had just started working at a place in like 88, which was a place called Michael's. It was a naturopathic health food place. And you met That's my mom. Was, right, yeah. Uh, your mom was working at Lupita's restaurant. Your grandma used to take me there. And so your mom remembers me sometimes because she said that you would come with a, you would come with an older lady that had a, a, a another son or you would just come and you wouldn't eat anything and you'd just be there. And Why wouldn't she eat anything? No, I don't know. I guess because I would be all hungover or drunk or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So So alcohol has uh, always been your drug of choice, huh? Uh <laughs> well when I was younger in middle school I, I smoked marijuana. <laughs> but after that I just I stopped. Um yeah, I stopped. Yeah. All right, so you meet my mom and I'm assuming y'all hit it off and then uh and then how long into the relationship is it until until I come along? A couple of years, two or three years. You were born in 90. I remember because uh, they, Brenda, somebody took your mom to the Bear County Jail, or not the jail, the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, the hospital. <laughs> um, uh, on that night, as soon as I heard, you know, as soon as you were, uh, your mom went over there, as soon as she just went there, you were already born. You just dropped straight out of your mom as soon as she went there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There was no labor or nothing. I mean, I was crazy, but your mom didn't really go in that much labor with you at all. So, yeah. Okay. So then she has me, and then so how? So I guess everything's going good. And then talk talk a little bit about about me and uh and about the things the things that 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 alerted y'all to the fact that that I you know I needed to go to the doctor and y'all needed to see what was what was up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we were Lady Esther at the time. So we were, you know, well, we were drinking and we were partying and all this stuff. But you were always running around and there at where we were at, you kept running into things, you know, so. Like what? What would I run into? Well, you would just run into like the table, the coffee table, the sofa. And you would just run into stuff and you were, your mom would be like, uh, wow, why is he running into stuff like that? He should be able to see that. I mean, what, what was that? What the hell is going on with that, man? So <laughs> he kept running in, he kept running into stuff like that. So then we go, you know what, let's just take him to the doctor. So we took you to the doctor because maybe we uh, thought maybe you need glasses or something's happening. 
So we took you to the Bear County Hospital, and then they told us, you know what, you need to go see Dr. Swan at the UT Health Science Center. That's when Dr. Swan told us, you know, you got like a week, two weeks to decide, you know, you want to do chemo or do you want to remove his site and that way you remove all the cancer that he has because he has a lot right now. And because with this type of cancer, this retinal cancer that you have, it'll move to his brain fast, which means you'll lose your life. So, so, uh, you know, and so how did um, so so how did he uh, uh, how did he break the news to y'all? Was it just like a simple like, hey, this is this is what this is what he has this is what you need to do? Yeah, well, no, he kind of told us that they sat around with uh, about seven or eight doctors. There was only one doctor that wanted to do that. So only one that wanted to do chemo. Yeah, mm-hmm. as far as I remember, and uh, yeah, so so then it was easy. Oh. I don't want to say. Well, talk about the decision. It, it wasn't an easy decision. Well, but it was. It was a, I don't know, man. To me, your your mom cried the whole time. To me, I was. Uh, I said, I, I I just told the doctor. I said, hey, as long. I mean, what I want my son to be is, I want him to be alive. I don't want him to die of this, man. I mean, whatever's gonna help him live, that's what I want, man. So, I was like that, you know. Okay, yeah. so y'all make the decision to go ahead and remove remove the 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 cancer and remove my site and stuff like that, and then so how long from when y'all make that decision to the actual surgery? It wasn't that long. It was it was pretty fast. It had to be because he already gave us a a two week window, so it had to be within the week, the three or four days, maybe five days, three days, yeah, so two fast. three days. That's yeah, fast yeah. from that's fast from you going to 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 me running around in the living room to now all of a sudden you have to make this decision, which is a yeah. you know it's it's a big decision. So you make that decision, then all of a sudden your son's blind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so how how was that? How was it uh, after the surgery, and and now you have a, a son that's blind, and how how was that? Uh, you didn't always know where you were at in the beginning because you know you went to school and everything, but you know, you, you even for a very young age, age you got a cane. And you started bumping into a lot of things because you couldn't see. But after a while, you knew where they were, and we told you, and we showed you, and everything, and read you stories and all this stuff, and read you books and all this stuff, and so yeah. But so did I? Did it, I it, act? Did I act like it didn't? Like it didn't phase me, or was I angry, or what? What? How was I? No, not really, because I mean, you—you you from a very young—I mean, you—you got to remember, you weren't even but like two or three years old when that happened. So I mean, when it happened to you, it happened to you at a young age. So I mean, you—you you adapted real fast to not having it. I—I I always say that uh, whenever I'm talking about like my uh, how I excel at at doing things and how my independence level and stuff like that, I always I always go back to the fact that when I was growing up. Everybody from from both sides, my family, my mom's side, and and my dad's side, which is your side, neither neither side treated me, in my opinion, treated me any different than you know if I was a regular sided child or sided kid. So tell me, was that right. a con- was that a conscious de- conscious decision decision on y'all's end, or was it just natural, just to treat treat me as normal? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, I I, I mean, that's kind of uh, wow. 
Well, I mean, we just uh, thought, well, the best thing to do is to let you do what you're going to do, and you're going to learn. You're going to learn as you go because you already, since if you already don't have your sight, we're going to try to give you all the tools that you can without your sight, but you're going to already go and do what you have to do, and you just went ahead and excelled what you did even without it. Because, so, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't see but you had something within you to want to be able to just to keep doing and doing what you wanted to do. So, and you were always curious and running around and doing what you wanted to do anyway. So, I mean, it was just natural that, you know. And you think was, is there any times that you can remember where like y'all just watched me do some shit that you were like, man, he, he like, he's going to fucking get hurt or, you know, just anything, any, any stories where, Y'all were just y'all just sat back and watched me do some shit. Uh, I mean, well, that was that was kind of like an every that could be like an everyday thing though, because in the beginning, because you you were still trying to figure out that you know you couldn't see, so you were running around doing all kinds of stuff. So we always had to be around wherever you were at to see what you were doing all the time. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you just you, well, you just we just had to watch to see what you did until until you got to the point to where at your age where you already knew what you were doing and what was going on and and, I, and it didn't take that long. And then so I, mean, I go to, so I so I go to school and I start I start I start you know my my school my school life or school career whatever you want to call it. There was meetings with the teachers and stuff. What what a, what feedback did y'all get from the teachers and and those people? You were always exploring and doing all kinds of stuff. and Yeah, man. I mean, you did good at school. I mean, you know, I mean, we had you in elementary as soon as, you know, like pre-kinder, man. So you've been at school for a long time, man. I mean, shoot. Uh, so, okay. Time. So, so fast forward. So I'm in school and then uh, you still you you and my my mom y'all are still together and then uh, i'd say about about seven around when i was about seven or eight uh is when y'all split up so yeah y'all yeah. split up y'all had some some issues or you know everybody goes through shit yeah. in, in relationships and so for whatever reason that didn't work yeah. out so talk yeah. so talk to us about what happened whenever y'all split what so everyone goes their separate ways and, and what where did you go and what did you do well, I mean, you know, I, uh, your mom was basically saying, well, I don't want to really live in that house if you're there. So I was there and I was like, uh, one day I was at a bar somewhere. This guy from out of nowhere, I guess God, you know, he watches whatever he does, I guess. And he goes, hey man, well, in another week or two, if you want, man, there's, I know some people have a trailer in Tampa. So I went over there and <clears throat> so I just showed up and. Two weeks Tampa, later, Tampa, I went over there. Yeah, I went to Florida, yeah. And I was there. I wasn't really thinking about nothing about here because that was part of my problem. I was Too much stuff was happening here. So I left and, and I went over there and, you know, and I just did a bunch of different odd jobs over there. Uh, after a while, I was there, had a trailer, it burned down. I had to go to the the Salvation Army. Um, I only could stay there for a week. I stayed there for a week, and then I was out. 
And then I was just running around downtown Tampa. This one guy goes, hey, man, do you even know what you're doing or what's going on? I said, no, I don't so know. So you were man. living on the streets. Oh. Yeah, I was living on the street. Yep, exactly. So he held me out, man, for a while. But after a while, it just became too easy to live there like that. That type of situation was too easy just to live like that. And um, then one day, I don't know, about a year or so later, or a couple of years or whatever, Asked your grandma, said, hey, can you at least give me a Greyhound, bu a Greyhound bus ticket back to San Antonio? Because <laughs> I just got to get out of here, man. So. And then so you come back to San Antonio. And yeah. then how how was it for your relationships with your with your two sons, with me and Josh? Was it was it the same when you came back? Was it was it different or how, how was it? No, I mean, it wasn't really the same. Um I don't even think at that time I really had, I don't know how much I had kept in contact with Joshua. He was living up in Kerrville with his mother. And then I guess as far as with you and your mom either too, it wasn't the same either. I mean, uh, <laughs> I didn't have a job. I didn't have a place to live. I Even when I came back from Florida, I didn't have a place to live. I didn't have a job. Uh, for the first time in my life that I'd ever been in San Antonio since I was grew up here, or I was put here, uh, went to jail and uh, couldn't believe it, <laughs> but it happened. And so what happened? Uh, Why did you go to jail? Well, I went to jail because I'd come back from Florida and I had a duffel bag and stuff and I was sitting in the park and I guess the people around that, it was a park that had a houses around us, so they probably saw me and they Call the cops saying, hey, there's a guy living here. He's on the street or whatever. So they call him up, and I'm sitting there minding my own business. And the cops go, let me see your ID. I said, I don't have one, man, because I had lost my driver's license in Florida, man, my Texas one. So it was gone, man. So I told him, well, I don't have one. So what's your name? So I told him my full name about three different times. My full name on my birth certificate, as it is in California. And they said, after the third or fourth time, they said I was lying. And then I asked them, well, how am I lying? So they go, well, what's what's the what's the name on your driver's license that you had in Texas? And then I told them that. I said, well, then why didn't you ask me that to begin with? They go, no, nah, you're lying. Boom. Throw me in jail just for that, man. So, oh, yeah, because I told them I needed to go into the restroom. And so I went with all my shit. <laughs> and then I, I was there. Then I climbed up the side of the building to the tree and shit and I threw my shit on the side and they didn't know where I was at so then I jumped out and started running and so then they got me for that shit man they got me for evading and eluding and evading and eluding <laughs> and resisting arrest and and favorite ID man so yeah and so how was it in jail nah Burke County you don't want to go to the jail here in this fucking place man. <laughs> it fucking blows man the food, the people, everything, man. They make you wear orange chanclas, man. Shit, man. <laughs> and it's fucking nasty because they're all the the orange is all faded out. And then when you go in there, they go, bend over. And they go, uh, uh, <laughs> spread your cheeks, lift your nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, so throw your cigarettes over here in a big old box with a with the lighters and all that shit. And then I got in there and I lost a lot of weight when I was in there because I couldn't eat that food, man. 
I told you, Grandma, I lost a lot of weight when I was in there because I couldn't eat that food, man. It was just so bad. I was like, I what told him, hell it? no. It was just nasty-ass food, man. I don't know how to describe it, but it was just nasty, man. I told him, y'all are going to have to put the needle or the intravenous <laughs> in me or whatever because I'm not eating that shit, man. And the guard goes, nah, man, Cox, you will eat that. And I go, bullshit, I ain't eating shit, man. <laughs> I said, F y'all, man. I'm not eating none of this shit, man. So, yeah, almost, they gave me a intravenous at least a couple of times, but I didn't even barely eat none of that fucking food. It was nasty, man. I couldn't eat it. I mean, a bunch of other guys dated, it, but I couldn't eat it, man. And how, how was I mean, it for you while, while you were in there? Did you meet any friends? Did you talk to anybody? Nah, I mean, I didn't really meet too many people. I mean, I just went in there and I, I went to the chapel. They let me go to the chapel to work. And when I worked, I, I put envelopes to pieces of paper with envelopes for people in jail so they could write their families and got to drink coffee. And then I got to, you know, read the Bible in the little chapel they had. And I got to meet some Muslim people that were in there for a little while. And some of the guards that were up there at the chapel were like, nah, man, it's all right, man, you'll be back. And I told them, I looked at them, I said, there's no way in hell I'll be back at this jail, man. This jail is like, I told him this is the most effed up jail I ever seen. I haven't been in many jails. I've never seen a jail like this, man. I don't ever want to come back to something like this, man. I mean, it was just messed up, man. My first night, they put me in a cell, a pod, what they call a pod, a medical pod with 15 fucking heroin addicts, man. Damn. I was like, what the fuck, man? Laying with my head next to the damn toilet, man. I was like, damn, man. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck is this, man? Like... All the heroin guys, no, it's all right, man. It's all right, dude. Everything's all right here. I go, yeah, everything's all right here, but what the hell, man. <laughs> and so how What's long How long this? were you in jail? Maybe about four months, man. Was that the last time that you went four months without a drop of, of alcohol? or? Oh, no, no, no. Before that, the whole time your mom was pregnant with you, I didn't drink a drop, man, for nine months. <clears throat> yeah. But so so since then, since that time, that four months, have you gone that long without drinking again or no? Oh, man, shit. I don't remember, man. Probably not, right? <laughs> probably not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably not. I, I don't remember, man, but yeah, but I don't know, man, shit. And then so quickly, yeah. just, just to sum it up, uh, and you can, you can fill in anything that I forget, but so you get out of jail, you end up uh, getting your shit together, and, and you start working at restaurants and shit to where now you've been at this certain restaurant, this barbecue restaurant. You've been there for, what, 15 to 20 years already? Uh, about almost 20. Yeah about, yeah, about 20 years. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you later on with, with something else. But So Josh, bro, I'm bringing you into it, dog. How you feeling? What's up, OG Showtime? <laughs> you know what that's from? You still over there sipping? That's from Cypress Hill, baby. <laughs> so we got a blue bunghole or what? That's a, that's a fucking that's a fucking Cypress Hill reference, if you know Cypress Hill. Hell yeah, a little Cypress Hill reference by my bro. Getting y'all ready for that part two. Me and him finishing the interview off. 
and y'all are gonna get that pretty soon so hopefully uh y'all enjoyed this man hopefully y'all were chilling and relaxing just like i was so y'all hit me up at rollingwithsmooth at gmail.com i got some people hitting me up letting me know they missed the the content so i got y'all man season two baby i got you be on the lookout for my social media man i've been slacking i gotta get that popping with the twitter or what have you all the rest but for sure rollingwithsmooth at gmail.com is where you can get at me right now all right y'all peace